Welcome to The Joint Sermons, a show where two guys shoot the shit about hip-hop, current events, and whatever online nonsense has got people bothered. Join Elton Juan and Doc Jeezy for a weekly dose of unfiltered conversation about the things that matter to no one. From the latest hip-hop stories to the most controversial online topics, they'll be talking about it all. So whether you're a hip-hop head, a news junkie, or just another random, this podcast is for you. you had another good week of digging is that where we got yep. today's uh intro absolutely uh you know what it pays to know and be friends with record store owners because every is time i walk in uh, it 100 percent is comic book guy and record store owners are essentially the same people and that's fine because once you get friends with them then you get access to those new crates that aren't priced and you just dig them out and it has been very good to me the last couple of weeks i've been been coming up on shit that i've been looking for forever like anybody that's out there digging 1973 is a good year you find anything from 73 pick it up it's gonna have heat on it i was born in 74 so i'd argue that was a better year but that doesn't matter i understand what you're talking about though i was in target once and there was this you know comic book guy type of person uh who obviously knew the worker stocking shelves only from being at target because they were uh, sharing when the Funko Pops were going to be there and which ones they had in the back. Because the guy's like, yo, I put like four to the side. And I thought, man, that, that guy probably tipped him 20 bucks for that. And I always thought, I mean, nothing wrong with it. I just thought it's funny. It pays to know people. I understand that. I used to get inside Rasputin's early in San Lorenzo, uh, Rasputin Records, because the guy knew us. He'd let us in like an hour early before the crowd got there and we'd grab yeah. all the shit and leave. Yep. Uh, I mean, it, it, also just being a good person to retail employees will probably get you more information too, for sure. Like, uh, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. look, you know, when I was on my Funko shit, like I knew when everything was going to drop and you know what? I wasn't one of those assholes. So I always got love. So yeah, just being nice to people. Yeah. Cause but a I lot see. of those people, a lot of those people, especially like collectors of any kind, damn, some of them can just be like the biggest assholes. So really like, it, Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like shit's shit's bananas. I mean, it gets that way with records too. You know what I mean? And that's always helped me because any record store I've ever gone to, I've always been cool. I've always been polite, you know, never overstep boundaries. And then, you know, once you're there, you know, weekly, you know, you get that love because they're like, all right, well, this guy's not going to be a prick and come in and argue over shit or haggle over prices or whatever. Yeah. So what's special about today's intro? Uh, you know what? It just, just that classic like Motown sound that I love that just the big horn swells and, you know, so, soulful so vocals. So let me ask you, is that cheating using Motown? It's kind of like using James Brown. Is that cheating? For no, big, nah, absolutely not. I think it's all about the sample that you find. You know what I mean? Like I, I pride myself on finding shit that's not necessarily like, you know, obviously I'm not going for shit that like tons and tons of people will know. Like I'm, dun, I'm sure dun, there's going to be. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly, Ducky. something like that. Yeah, Ducky, <laughs> Ducky. from from NCIS. R.I.P. Ducky. Yeah, made one Ducky. of the most bangers ever. It just quietly went into acting and was like, "Oh, by the way, this is going to be a heat rock in like thirty years." It was. It was funny. This sounds weird, but it was funny when he died because everyone realizing, "Oh my God, it was Ducky who made that beat." And they, now they get shot to the top of the charts, and people were realizing how Ducky yeah. was. But what's cool? As I seen on, on on Apple Music, there was a couple of his albums that were unrelated to hip hop samples that were starting to chart a little, like they were like in the top fifty or whatever. 
I'm like, oh, that's cool though, because young kids might listen to music because you know they only listen to a certain thing, alt rapper or something. Yeah. It's like or Taylor Swift. It's like, dude, fine, that's cool. Listen to something else. And that's my beef with people that have streaming music. They don't understand what it is to own. It's like at the very least, you guys don't have to go dig even for cassettes anymore and try to find something. You can discover very easily and very quickly just dispose of it if you don't like it. We didn't even have that option to say this is whack. You yeah. had to think, you had to think, do I give my 10 bucks to this or not? Right. Because it, this cover looks dope. It sounds like it should be dope. There's good features. Then you buy it and you're like, wow, Funk Dubious first album. I bought it. And then I was like, nope. Luckily, Sam Goody were cucks and they let you return anything. So, but I don't know why people don't understand and explore and listen to new music. There's so much new music out there. Dude, you could get, you know, uh, Torre and Marco Polo, or you can get Drake. That's how much new music is out there. I don't like Drake music. I want to be careful. I was getting ready to say, I don't like Drake. I, I don't know the dude. I don't like Drake's music. But have you yeah. seen all that BS about him and Joe Budden or him getting out of pocket and sensitive about it? Yeah, I mean, sensitivity is like his MO. So, yeah, I've heard it. And no, it doesn't shock me in the least. So, well, I mean. You know, you know what? Let's be fair. Let's play the Joe Budden clip for everybody so they know what the heck we're talking about. Listen to this. This, this is like Yachty rapping. This is like he rapping for the children. And that's my, yo, dog, I had to look up how old this was when I finished listening to the album. Mm -hmm. You are 36. Your birthday is in 20 days. I Googled that too. You will be 37 <laughs> years old. Get the f away from some of these younger niggas and stop f***ing these 25-year-olds. I'm listening to the album. You're a 37 year old billionaire. I get it that you appeal to the world. Loving about Cole. Like, my shit is happening in reverse. Like, with Cole, he used to rap about kid shit. I'm a grown ass, like, real Jersey City. I don't want to hear how you lost your fucking virginity. And then he started to grow up. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then the rapping sounded the rapping like an up. adult rapping. Mm -hmm. I want to hear adult Drake rapping for adult people. I mean, is that out of line, what he said? Well, first of all, it's Joe Budden. You know what I mean? Like Joe yeah. Budden likes to push buttons. Hey, hey, I'll see myself out. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not it's not a shocking revelation to hear Joe Budden talk like that. But I mean, if you listen to the podcast that he's on, he goes on to say he's like a huge fan of Drake, but he's just like, yo, change yeah. your style, which is not necessarily a bad thing. You know what I mean? No, and honestly, he didn't grow. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, and that that is par for the course for Drake. Drake is probably the most sensitive rapper Ever. I, well, maybe Kanye. I don't know. Well, and and both of those guys beef. So there you go. I don't know if you've seen my post on X, but I suggested a new rating system instead of like five mics or five stars. I said we should have a special rating system for a special scale for Drake, and it's based off of hot cocos. So this album <laughs> got well, this album got one hot cocoa out of a total of five hot cocos. And I think that's accurate. He gets one hot cocoa for this album. I, I would say like maybe fabric softeners. Like one, you know, oh, keep it soft. Oh, Ooh. Ooh. But that, might, that might be too gangster. Maybe unscented. If we're going to be honest, let's make it unscented because otherwise it's too gangster. But my point is with Joe Budden, first of all, it's a podcast show. He's giving opinions very much like we're doing, giving opinions. We're not right necessarily. We're, that's our opinion. But he should thank Joe Budden because I would never, ever intentionally listen to a Drake song. It's not my thing. But I went and listened to this album and skipped through like 20 seconds of each song. First of all, right. Do not listen to that while driving for the safety of others on the road. That shit is NyQuil. 
Forget it. But Joe Biden's, I guess, taking a little dig at Drake. He's like, well, that, that beat's hot. I thought he was going to do something nice with that beat, but he didn't do it nice. But also Joe Biden's given his opinion. He's entirely entitled to it. And he did not say anything out of pocket. He did not get offensive. He did not get rude. He was just like, Amy, you ain't growing, dude. You got to, you know, you got to grow up. We're all 40 and 50. Now you got to grow up. Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's free promo for his record. You know what I mean? Like, I listened to it and I never would have. Listen, I have unfortunately had to sit through multiple records from that record. And it's just like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, you know, of course he's coming out and throwing shots at like NBA young boy or some other shit. And it's like, yeah. dude, your entire premise for this record was just cheap heat. And well, then yeah, he, yeah, when he gets it from somebody, exactly. When he gets that heat from somebody that he doesn't deem a worthy adversary, all of a sudden he goes on this long soliloquy about, you know, how oh, I'm rich I, and you're poor. And like, as soon I as have he started with that shit, I was over it. As Rush Limbaugh used to say, Ugh. I have it here. You left it behind to do what you are doing in this clip because that is what actually pays your bills, is what Drake says in response to that. And then he goes on to say stuff like, if you need it, put it in simple terms, I own a 767. By the way, it's a used 767. So I don't, why use other people's planes? I mean, really, I would never buy someone else's plane and I never have, but you have. So, but he, and he owns a modest house in the 973 North Jersey. Right. And, and, and flies first class on special occasions. Okay. And so what? Yeah. Homeowner pays his bills. Clearly, he's happy. I don't care. Like, it's weird. Well, and what kind of flex is that? Like, do you think your fans have a fucking airplane? Do you think your fans have like a $50 million mansion in Toronto? His like, fans what? are more poor than Joe Budden. And there's still nothing wrong with being poor. No. Nah, because, first I mean, of all, define poor. That means not right. having enough to eat or shelter or clothing. That's poor. Right. Right. Well, anyone, bro- anyone on their smartphone arguing is probably not poor in a real true poor sense, hopefully. You know, I but mean you, you can have a phone and be home. You can have struggles. Right? No, you can be, you know, what I'm saying you can have struggles and yeah. stuff, but I'm saying it's I just mean, it, yeah. it's par for the course for Drake. You know what I mean? And like, and I hate the fact that like again, I had to listen to that because but you're absolutely right. It's just oh, it's such NyQuil music that it's like, why, why? Like, but also stop subjecting me to that. He's telling, he's telling, you know, Joe Budden in here, he's saying stuff like you hung up your, your jersey, but no one hung up your jersey for you, you know, blah, 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 like a retired sports thing. And I'm like, I don't know why Joe Budden retired. Uh, I did a quick search and apparently he just was like, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, that's I called mean, retiring. It, 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 at some he, point, somebody gets tired of doing what they do. I mean, dude, I DJed for 20 years and, you know, right before the pandemic, we were supposed to go out on tour with satire. And I was like, no, I think I'm good. You know, I mean, after 20 plus years of doing that shit, it's like there's a time where you're just like, I don't really have it in me to want to do that anymore. And there, you know, doesn't Again, doesn't mean I still can't get down. You know what I mean? mean like, yeah, it does. I, 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 I've, I've listened, obviously, to Joe Budden songs. Uh, I don't like every song, but that's actually true. You're not going to like everything of one specific thing, but he has a lot more better songs than Drake because Drake has zero. Like literally oh. zero songs, in my opinion, are any good. It's awful. And that's probably why he was, you know, texting that one girl from allegedly, uh, what's that show on Netflix, uh, Stranger Things, when she was like 14. Oh, uh, uh, Bobby Millie Brown or some shit like okay, that. Okay, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown. But, but yeah, when she was 14 and he wrote it off and I'm like, 
no we don't we don't we don't step over that that's creepy dude yeah. that's literally creepy and I, I guess she's 19 now i looked it up that's five years ago which still yeah. makes drake 30. 31 yeah. yeah gross that's disgusting yeah. and nasty it's but i mean gross. like 14 year old girls are basically his milieu you know what i mean like as far well, as yeah. his, fan, his fan base i like i've had co-workers I mean, a couple of years ago and they went and saw drake at like some big festival in la and the kid was probably maybe 22 23 at the time and she was like oh do you like Drake? And I was like, no. And she was like, like confounded that I didn't like him. And I was like, you know, at this point I was late, early forties, I guess. And I was like, look, that's not music for me. Like there's, there's things that I listen to, but that has absolutely no impact on me because one, it it doesn't even mean it sucks. It doesn't even mean it sucks. And that's why I don't, I don't try to, you know, in my younger years, I was, you know, hip hop purist and blah, 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 blah. And these kids are ruining shit. And then as I got older, I'm just like, man, I'm starting to sound mad boomerish. So when people ask me about like new music that's out, generally my response is, you know what, it's just not for me. Like that's, it's not, I'm not the target audience. So like, you know, outside of like Drake, who sucks, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, I think your music's trash and you should listen to this because, you know, that's stupid. Well, you know, it's funny is I, I go on Apple Music and I go to the hip hop section, go to news section, and most of it's not for me, but I will listen. Like they have like the hot singles. On oh, yeah. I will listen. And there's some of them. These young kids have heat. And I'm, oh, like, yeah. oh, that, and I'm like, oh, that's dope. That beats hot. That flow is hot. And then I might go to the album and I'm like, eh, but that song's still hot. So there's right. the, whatever. I don't dismiss it all because that's stupid. But I yeah. don't dismiss the older stuff. But I think when the artist though grows over, you know, 15 years, perhaps maybe that person should grow musically. And right. I believe he's grown as a person. Clearly he's an adult, 35 year old, 36 year old functioning man. He's not, you know, 20. And I believe he's not stunted in growth mentally or physically. So why hasn't your content grown? Well, you're doing it on purpose. Either you suck as an artist and can't grow and develop or evolve. I mean, it's, you're it's, choosing, it's... you're choosing to use these, these TikTok music celebs yeah you just get trending like do you want to trend or do you want to make it it's it bothers me because i've seen someone on there saying drake has like four classic albums and i'm like what yeah and then glasses malone said nobody has four classic albums especially in a row it's ridiculous i don't want to you know quote him specifically but that's what he's saying he's saying nobody has that many classic albums and i chimed in was like absolutely not the word i mean the word classic means something you can have a great album. It's not necessarily a classic. Classic is not something you determine within the first few years. That has to be long-term determined. Oh, yeah. That's a classic. And his point was right. But all these kids, it turned out I was looking at everybody arguing with us was young kids. Oh, that's classic. Oh, that's classic. Well, Kanye has four straight back-to-back classic albums. He's like, no, he doesn't. He has four great albums back-to-back. Jay-Z has a five, eight, nine, ten classic. No, he doesn't. No. It's not true. First of all, Kingdom Come, Hot Trash. Jay-Z yeah. swinging a miss. But it doesn't matter. He's still I mean, a good artist. It, He's consistent. They're not classic. They, they, we're missing what any of this is. And I think maybe Drake thinks he's classic. I, I, well, he believes his own hype. You know what I mean? But you know what's hype? And I don't know if this is true. So I'm not saying it's true. But I did read it on the internet. So it's probably true, allegedly. Oh, 100% true then. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying, right? I mean, Everything absolutely. on the internet is true. Yes. Um especially the positive reviews about this podcast. So get on there, like, subscribe, leave a review, all positive. That's awesome. But apparently Drake, tell me if I'm wrong. Did he say he was bi? Did he actually say he was bi? Because I, uh, I, I read that online that he was bi and then everybody was quoting it. 
like I don't care that he's bi, but is that what he said? And then he, I mean, he's I taking a year off because he has a bellyache. I mean, there I'm there not... were some like bars that like implied that, uh, but I know plenty of bi people and trans and LGBT. That's what I'm I don't care. I'm and, just and like, none of them dress like an Avarex commercial from 1997. So like, you're gone. And, and yeah. The He's one thing I will about, say is yeah. the, the gays have style and Drake, whoever styled him smells like you're talking about the hair and all the colors. I'm, I'm just talking about like the terrible ass oversized leather jacket. Like it, it just, it just screams Burlington coat factory, 1997. But he's he's in that post where he replies to Joe Budden. He's mocking him for wearing NYC jeans back in the day. Who cares? Yeah, bro, you are you're wearing the same shit now. Like no one cares. But also, I don't care if. Yeah. So technically, if you hear, think about it, he's saying, "Yo, Joe Budden, fuck you. You you were in style at the time that it was appropriate to be in that particular style." Yeah. That's what he's saying. It's literally I, what he's saying. Look, I wore Carl Kanai in 1995. So what? Like that, I don't. We're wear any pictures. Now. If you can tweet the pictures, oh, excuse listen. me, post the pictures on X and everyone. And, and, if you want to see the pictures, you follow the joint sermons. You, you know what? Leo I, Juan and you follow Doc Jeezy on X. Those pictures are going live today. I <laughs> me, look, me and the click had a strict no uh, camera policy back in the day for a plethora of reasons. But uh, there may or may not be a picture of me floating around somewhere from a gig I did with Atmosphere in Cincinnati, where there was a very Ugly. large, very large, very large, oversized Pittsburgh Condors jersey and a headband going on. Oh, God. Tell me, is it true? I think your wife had told me she read text behind your back, by the way. Sure. But is it true that you wore Funko jeans to your wedding? Yep, uh, I heard that. Okay, absolutely. So next topic, if we're just you mean, you along, mean Genco jeans? Whatever. Funko. I was I confused it with your Funko pop. So you see how I got I did that? I see that. Yeah. You do but, get confused yeah. from time to time. But you didn't deny it. As we move along here, we're talking about DJ Quick, and that's the old story. So let's move on. Uh DJ Quick with your admission that you did do that. But DJ Quick apparently quit X. Twitter. You know, by the way, I hate when people say formerly known as Twitter, move on, fuck off. But people that are anyway, DJ quit quit Twitter X because he wants to focus on his music. Fine. Good. I, I applaud that. First of all, he's yeah, a genius. He's absolutely a genius. But first of all, I, I applaud that for many reasons. One of them, Drake, get off social media, make the music the best, whatever is art you have, and then leave it out there for the masses. Supposedly, DJ Quick doesn't even want to read the posts about it when it comes out. Yeah, whatever. Like it, don't like it, yeah. whatever. That's, well, I, mean, I think, is, is it. You have to be not sensitive. Yeah, well, and not only that, but I feel like if you're in a creative space, like the last thing you want to do is waste time with social media. Like, you know. Absolutely. I, I you, tried, can lose, you can lose 20 minutes in a heartbeat. Oh, easily. And especially if you're working on something and you're in a groove, like the last thing I'm doing is like checking x or checking instagram or doing shit like that to me like when i'm working like my phone isn't even around it's usually charging somewhere or you know not even in my workspace because the, i don't want to get distracted and i don't want to lose what i'm working with because you know two seconds to check your phone turns into 20 minutes later in an argument over like you know joe budden and drake which is like that's just fucking stupid so good for dj quick you know like focus on what you're doing like be the musician that you are that's great i want that new dj quick album well, yeah, I think everybody who you know likes music wants the DJ Quick album, and I think everybody would find at least one song they like, old, new, ancient, yeah. not born I mean, yet. And do you think he's going to come with some serious heat since he was kind of feeling some type of way about well, not being judged the same way that Dre is, as far as like West yes. Coast pioneers? 
I think he, I, he, he seemed to be vocal about that for, I don't know, like a month maybe where he wasn't getting his due and he's right. One, here's what here, you know, I, I, there's two takeaways. Harris won once wrapped, uh, not about not being top five, that he was number one, two, three, four, and five. And no one said shit to him about it, which means that's true. Because in hip hop, everyone challenges everything you say. And no one dared said, no, excuse me, Mr. Karras one. That's not true because they knew so. Especially if you're going to battle the guy. You could say right. you don't like his raps, but if you want to battle him, sorry. Probably maybe just pick another battle. Pick, you know, yeah. Choose your battles. So DJ Quick said he was the world's most complete artist. That, no one that, said squat. Exactly. He's a true producer from yeah. producing to writing to playing lyrics, mixing, mastering, everything. Yep. He's everything. That's complete. Yeah. And you know, here's a here's a fun, here's a funny comparison. Uh Taylor Swift writes music, composes music. That's more complete than say Dr. Dre. She plays the instruments, she could write the music, she could write the lyrics. Right? Yeah. And then she then she sits there, supposedly. I was reading about it, how she'll sit there and basically be the conductor the way dr dre does so is she yeah. more complete than him i would probably argue maybe nah mm, i mean i have a time eh, you just don't I, you just don't i, no, you I just don't hate, like taylor swift you hate fun i do and you hate blonde girls yeah so again one, there was no 100%. denial moving on that's true we're moving right along yeah no I, but i i would but i was saying at least like First of all, I respect any artist. If they write their own music, dude, I respect that. I love that. Like right. That, okay, that, that was you. Whether if I don't like that song or what ain't hitting to me, you wrote that? Fantastic. Oh, you played Absolutely. the instruments. You, you wrote the music to it. Oh, fantastic. That's awesome. Because that's art. I, right. I, you know what I hate is when you see like Beyonce and she has a song where she repeats the same chorus over and over and over and over, and over like a techno song. And then it'll be like 14 writers. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's whack. Please don't ever do that and call yourself Yeah, if you need you 14 are writers... Uh, yeah and i, I wish mean, i knew it, the song because that's true it was actually a song uh, yeah. i think it was who run the world girls Maybe. i want to say i think it was that one and i think diplo produced that and yeah i don't know when you need that many writers on a song like i'm not saying you're not an artist but it definitely takes you down a little bit in my opinion because it's like really you're a performer and that's yeah. fine and, okay you're a performer fine yeah, I, and then there's nothing wrong, and she's a great performer. No. You know what I mean? Well, like, clearly, is, yeah. And she can I, sing, right? Exactly. Well, well, that uh, doesn't matter. But but right, she, she has she, clearly she has here's here you go. She passes the Elvis test. She performs oh, and, and oh, certainly resi she resonates with somebody. Yeah. Oh, I listen. And I'll not never just take somebody. Away she, her she, show, you know, it's crazy, but of, it's just not for me. The both of them, her and Elvis, resonated with a whole bunch of somebody. I mean, clearly. I don't think Elvis is any big originator other than, you know, pushing the style a little bit, you know, shaking his hips and pushing that kind of rock and roll vibe out a little. Yeah. But maybe even punk, he could have been early punk for all we know. But uh, I also don't know if he ever claimed to be a big songwriter. I don't know if that's a thing nah. with him. He, I don't he think never, he did. He never was. I think his first maybe one or two songs were covers. I'm, I'm sure he wrote. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of his big hits were covers, but I'm right. sure he wrote a handful of songs. But I don't think he ever put himself out there like that. Like, you know, like John no. Lennon and Paul McCartney. No, not at all. Write songs. And everyone knows they write songs. Like, I, I give them credit. They write songs. They perform right. it. They write the music. That's fantastic. Doesn't mean Cra someone doesn't help. Right. It's a well, crazy tidbit about Elvis. You know why he never did any shows outside of the U.S.? I actually didn't even know that was a thing. 
Yeah. So if you look it up, Elvis never performed outside of the U.S. And the reason why is because his manager, Colonel Tom Parker, wasn't a U.S. citizen. So if he would have left, can't get he, back in. he can't get back in. And it wasn't until later when the Memphis Mafia, which was his little clique or whatever, actually brought that to light because – Colonel Tom Parker was just a big scammer. He was like, oh, here's this white yeah, guy doing was. black music. I'm going to make so much money off him. And he did. But it, it's just funny when you think about that. And I can't remember where he was from. But yeah, he didn't have papers. So he couldn't ever leave the country with Elvis. And he didn't want, want Elvis going by himself. That reminds me of uh, uh, 21 Savage. He recently just became a permanent yeah. U.S. citizen. I saw he got his yeah. card. So he gets to leave and go back to London and all that. And I don't know if I, you know, I've seen a lot of people talking about the immigration debate on, I'm like, I don't know. The dude was a kid when his parents brought him here. He understood that he was from London, but didn't understand that he was from London. So I, I, I get that if you're a kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I get it. Uh, so I don't, I don't think that he, that dude broke laws. I mean, technically I guess, but I don't think he broke laws. Well, I mean, it's, I, a long, I have a, it's like that dreamer shit. You know what I mean? I like have no it's problem the same with that. thing. No, me if, either. If the parents, the adult functioning adult parents knowingly and illegally bring their children here or have children here and those children never know that and now they're 30 and they're functioning and they're productive and they're right. contributing to society let them stay and make them citizens automatically absolutely if, if you find, now if you find out that same exact scenario but they're drug dealers or they're rapists or murderers or thieves get out fine be harsh about it but if they're not and they're regular people let them stay they're not doing anything wrong I remember years ago, it just popped in my head. Uh, uh, someone almost died. And I think it might have been like a, a Border Patrol or an employee of the Border Patrol that fell in the Rio Grande between Mexico and Texas and lost control. He couldn't get out, was going to drown. And a little immigrant swam across, grabbed him, put him on the American side, made sure he was he or she was okay, and then hauled ass out of there. And they were trying to find him so they can make that person a citizen because they're like, that's the type of people you want. He, you were a good person. You are per you helped rescue a life. But he was still fearful of even though I did a good deed, I'll go back. Yeah. Well, that you was know? like that that uh, that French kid. Uh, I think he was like Senegalese or something like that. He was uh, an immigrant in France and he didn't have papers. And there was like a big apartment fire. And this kid scaled this fucking burning building and rescued a kid, brought him down. And the French government was like, nope, you get to stay. You have full French citizenship now. They're like, yeah, you're a productive member of society. You, you're in automatically. You know what's weird is papers. I get it. I totally understand. It's not unreasonable to say, here's an ID card. This says you're Doc Jeezy. I get it. Right? Because there's scenarios where I need to know that is Doc Jeezy. I can't take your word for it. You have to right. be Doc Jeezy. So I get it. But it's still weird. It's like, I understand borders. I totally do. I understand rules to get in and out of countries. I totally get it. There has to be rules. But at the same time, fuck off. Those borders are going to be gone shortly. They'll be back and they'll be gone. They'll evolve. And these continents are not even going to be here. They're going to be something else in a different continent. Right. It's going to be funny when Israel and Palestine are on two different continents, literally separated by 15,000 miles or something silly in a, you know, 50,000 years, 100,000 years, a million years. That's going to be funny because they're fighting over land now that never was together, then was together, now won't be together. And no one knows the exact borders of the land and this and that. It's just crazy how that story keeps coming back to haunt us. Yeah, it is. It is the never-ending war that is just... And that's my thing. Keeps going and going and going. And I, it, yeah. It's... Like, I, I don't, see I, this, though, called a war. And it is a war. Let's not be silly, especially even when Israel declares it a war. But I also thought it was a little weird that they declared it a war. Here's why. 
this is just another battle in the war they've all been having since 1948. Yeah. Regardless, regardless, and Hamas did start this battle. I mean, that's true. They started this battle, but this is just an ongoing war. It's never stopped. It's like the Korean War. Technically, we're at war, literally. Yeah, an armistice. Yeah, and if you go to the to the DMZ in Korea, you'll see that we are actually still at war, and no one's oh, yeah. joking about it. No one's joking about it. We are at war with them. We're just not firing at each other. Right. But it's the same thing with them. And, I, and the thing I hate about it is literally both sides of that kind of hold the world hostage with their leaders. Oh, yeah. Because well, it, if any of them kick off, that's one place that could be World War Three within five minutes because somebody gets a hothead with their language or their threats, any of it. It's, I need it to stop personally. Yeah. Same, you know, civilian deaths on both sides are abhorrent, but this this is is years and years of horrible domestic policy. Yes. Well, it just keeps coming back to this endless cycle. All all wars are based off of bad policy or policy that didn't work oh, regardless of, even if you're talking about resources wars for resources well it's because of the policy was not to share or to bargain or to barter with another country that's all it's all policy has gone bad that in hindsight should have made sense to not have the policy here's what i don't like i don't like hamas saying we will we will kill these these uh, uh, hostages we have and most of them are 20 somethings young kids they were at a music festival. Dude, you're not stop it. Don't. Because we all know what's going to happen. Even worse shit from Israel. And I mean, who's gonna who's who's not going to attack Hamas if they cut the first head off or shoot someone on and then uh, televise it and stream it, like they said? Yeah. I mean, you know, Hamas is not Palestine. Like and well, yeah, no, they're they're two different things. They're Hamas. Right. And, and you know them attacking israel is probably not the best idea considering no. the amount of foreign aid that israel gets from the us but with that being said you know blind support of israel is probably not the best thing either because blind support you know, of anyone including right. your own government is exactly. not wise exactly and at and all. to me you know it, palestine eerily resembles like apartheid south africa so to look yeah, at there this, are some it's, similarities. It's just such a nuanced thing that can get into the weeds real quick. But I'm not condoning anything that's going on. But this is the inevitable, like yes. things that happen from policy choices, and like those are the policy choices that are coming back to haunt us again and again well, and the, again. The problem is, and I'm not getting deep in history here, but the land belonged to the Canaanites, and then. Originally, way back in the day, we're talking thousands of years ago. And then DNA evidence today proves that it's all mix of both of them, which is silly. So, okay, you both have a, quote, birthright, but at the same time, over the millennia, several millennia, it had exchanged hands so many damn times at this point, stop it. I think we need a two-state solution, split it, you know, top and bottom, simple as that, and move on. Northern part of it will now be Israel. The southern will be, you know, Palestine and move on. I think Palestine should also help themselves and try not to. And I don't know that they didn't try not to try not to get Hamas, which is a terrorist organization, elected. Because I'm certain there are righteous 
Palestinians who are just honest people who'd rather say, I'd like to have a democracy where we have freedom of choice and get to live. I guarantee you there are people there that want that idea of life, of get to live. 100%. And I think that, you know, Gaza being blockaded for, you know, almost 17 years now and checkpoints and military incursions and all that other shit just is the perfect setup for organizations like Hamas. Exactly. So like, you know, if I was a kid that was getting fucking, you know, beat the fuck up by the IDF or, you know, just trying to go to school and get my ass kicked and somebody was like, hey, brother. You want to you want to help? You want to do some shit? Let's go. You know, that makes it extremely easy to just be just lulled into that and, you know, be radicalized immediately. And, you know, I can't even blame them for that, because if you grew I think up with we that run the shit, danger here. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like if, if you're you know, if you have that kind of shit that goes on all the time, like, you know, while it's horrible, like I get it. You know what I mean? Like you run the risk of radicalization by pushing people into that type of, you know, living situation, period. Well, to that point, the United States, particularly the Biden administration, they like to call out, quote, white nationalists without an actual definition of white nationalists. It's a pretty broad term they use. And I keep thinking, stop saying that because I know what you mean. You mean right-wing militias. How about say that, which still doesn't even mean all militias. It means right-wing militias because you keep saying white and you're making it a race issue when it is not. Because a lot of those militias, like the Proud Boys, have Mexicans and Blacks involved. That's not white. But they're going to push, quote, white boys full of guns into a corner where they feel like, I hate the country, I hate the government, and they're going to want to fight and act out in the same way. It's bad language. It's bad government. It's bad policies. It's all stupid. And we keep repeating it the world over and like we never learned any lessons. It's like well, dumb. It's like the, the people calling for every single gun in the United States to you know disappear in a snap of a finger. Have you not learned from the history of dictators? It just stop. Just literally stop. Idiots, bad policy, forgetful history. And now I'm hearing Hillary Clinton says that MAGA supporters need to go to, quote, formal deprogramming, end quote, uh, Re- nope. and f- for, for re-education. Yeah, that might have been the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, Absolutely not. She is. Uh, One, this country was, says we have the right to our opinion in free speech. Right. Well, and that's the kind of stupid ass coded language that got her ass handed to her by a fucking guy who has 91 federal indictments. Like yes. that, that was the best that the DNC could muster. To, like, come how about on. this? She lost to a guy that mocked a handicapped person. She was yeah. the moral decency of just not mocking a handicapped person. Right. You know, well, like, that's, that's better than her. That that's better than her. Yes. You, you know what I always thought about Hillary Clinton? She is so unlikable. She's I a very Goldwater Democrat. Well, yes, she's very smart. And that's always a funny term. She's very smart. But, you know, she lost to Obama, a senator with literally, you know, no experience and on paper should not have won. And then she lost to Donald Trump. You're not likable. And it's time for you to move on because you're literally not likable. Like it, it's, it's, yeah. I, I have no idea why she even would have brought that up. Like, I mean, and of course, you know, oh, this is some commie shit. And I was laughing because I was like, this is probably the closest that they, that anybody on the right could be like, oh my God, she is a communist. You know what I mean? Well, because quote unquote re education camps. Even so, like, you could say she's a fascist. Right, exactly. But my point with that was is 
but she's and a she Democrat. You know what yeah, I mean? But, yep. Yep. It, like, that's the part. Like, they always invoke communism when it's literally not at all. You know what I mean? Like, oh, she's a communist. Nope. She's a Democrat. No, it's, uh, it's, it's awful. I hope she never runs. Please go retire, be happy and live there until you die for the rest of your life. I please no. She's awful. But yeah. we're at the cusp of maybe World War III again, because let's not forget Ukraine, Ukraine and Russia still exist. And this exists. And now Iran, who funds Hamas, that's not even something anyone second guesses anymore from any side. And then you got them threatening. And then you got the Niger situation with North Africa ready to go. This is World War III ripe. And we got her saying that. And then we got candidates like Joe Biden. Huh? What? Shut up. And you're getting questioned and interrogated because you take documents. I can't stand any of it. In fact, I think we should end the podcast because I just can't stand it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. So instead of me bitching, how about you just follow us on X? Follow us at The Joint Sermons, at Real Elton Juan, and at Doc Jeezy. And go buy Doc Jeezy's music if he ever, you know, releases it because he's a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. I'm terrible at releasing shit. All right, stop talking. The podcast is over. The light up.